0: Hey, I'm Daniel Coburn. And I'm John Rudolph Drexler. This is Talking <laughs> Business. Uh, we run a small development agency together. Every week, we have a one-hour call where we discuss the state of our business. This is that call. Dum dum. Ah, John. Yes, sir. Mmm,
1: it's a Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday morning football. Monday morning yeah. baseball.
0: Monday morning baseball.
1: What do they say after after football games? They say Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking. Is that what is that the term?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the next day. That's good. You know, if you think about it, we're kind of Monday morning quarterbacking our own business. Yeah,
1: except in this case, that's the appropriate time to be doing quarterbacking. <laughs> we're also
0: the quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> we are the quarterbacks and this is when our game is. So yeah. we I think one might say we're just quarterbacking.
0: Yeah. Uh, how do you find yourself?
1: Co-CEOs. You ever seen a company that does that? They're like, we have two CEOs. They're like, I bet that's going to work out super well.
0: Uh uh (laughs) It is funny because you do a lot more of the CEO-y work, right? Like people and- Yeah, it's uh, my long con. And and, and business. You know, (laughs) and I do a lot more of the CTO work. But then technically we signed all these documents where I'm the CEO you own more of you know, the
1: company you, you were you were here before i was you know no, i know it's sense. just
0: like it's not really my job
1: this is one of my personal okrs in 2024 is uh get you to seed authority of the chief executive functions <laughs> they call
0: it they call it the CEO. um very i good. always loved
1: in uh uh what was it called silicon valley when he's like uh bachman is like He's like, I'll be the chief evangelism officer. Use whatever acronym you'd like for that.
0: <laughs> uh, how? <laughs> what a show. I should rewatch that show now that we have a business. Yeah. I know. Um, how do you find yourself? How's Queens?
1: It's good. Um, I'm going to open... Um, with a small amount of shilling for myself. And then I'm going to pivot quickly to shilling for you. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Are you in um, the
0: concrete jungle of Queens trying to be Kings?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this weekend, uh, well, I actually spent a lot of time, more time writing code, which is the second part I'll talk about. But the first part, um, we're, uh, only mere 18 hours from launching the Kickstarter. Oh, right. John. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Um, so the Kickstarter is coming. I'm going like to like put I a link for out. you,
0: please shill. All right. People, if you don't know John and you know, many of you have only recently grown to know John, um, John's a, John's a game boy. He he's a game boy color. Um, <laughs> not he, importantly though. Not a game boy advanced. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's been making games as long as, I don't know, as long as he's been like an interesting adult, um, <laughs> And, uh, many of these games have been in development for a long time. And the first one that I think is going to get like, it's due as like a fully released semi mass produced, um, like physical item that you can have in your hand at home is, uh, coming to market. Uh, John, would you like to tell the people about this game?
1: Yeah, it's a game called Colossi. I'm holding it up to the camera. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, it's a two to four player card game. And uh, I've been working on it since, that's been about three and a half years. So uh, it's an idea that I've been kicking around for even longer before that, but I started actually prototyping it during the beginning of lockdown.
0: Um, yeah, it's a card game. It's like a battle-y card game where like you yeah. have cards in your deck and like you play them on locations against other people. And you cause those locations to battle. I've played it quite a lot in tabletop simulator yeah. with you while playtesting it. Um, but I'm very—you actually probably haven't
1: played like the more recent, really good versions. No, it's, it's gotten been
0: like, so much better. It's probably been like at least like four to six months since I played yeah. it. It's it's sharpened up a lot. Um, nice, but yeah,
1: I mean, it's uh, I'm thrilled about it. Uh, the art it is definitely, incredible. the art is incredible. I mean, one thing that's really funny about it is that I'm very proud of it as a as a piece of game design uh but game design doesn't really sell games exactly like they need to just look really good and yeah. so um i i found this artist who i love sean thurlow who made all the art for it and all of the marketing materials are just like showing people the art and they're like wow your game looks incredible i'm like yeah the art does look incredible i agree <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. but uh and and grant thomas uh who we've also done some funk work with uh is, he did all the graphic design, and uh, it's it's really great. I'm like super psyched about it. Um, there's definitely I have this like nervous, excited energy where like I'm very confident that the Kickstarter campaign is going to be successful, but it's also just like you know it's ego risk, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're really putting yourself out there, um, and it's very exciting. It's also cool because like um, Lindsay, my girlfriend, is very good with she does uh, like branding uh, and advertising by profession. She's an art director at a big advertising agency. So I had all, the, we've long talked about with the game stuff where like, we have all these very talented people around who can do basically everything except one thing we know nothing about is like marketing, yeah, branding and advertising. And, and I'm you like wisely
0: went out and wooed one.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yesterday we were sitting at a coffee shop with, uh, I was sitting with her and then one of her friends was there. Uh, who is like her former boss. Uh, And I was sitting with them. I was like, hey, uh, you guys want to look at my Kickstarter preview and give me feedback on it? And they were like, this image should be a GIF here. We'll make that real quick. And like giving me notes on my video and stuff. I was like, okay, this is
0: perfect. This is great.
1: um, I asking for help has proved to make things look a lot better than they uh, would have otherwise. So
0: it's It's great. It's shocking the efficacy of... Surrounding yourself with capable people, right? Yeah.
1: and importantly, knowing what you can't do. yes and I, you know, th- I could have done the graphic design on this game by myself. I could have not asked Lindsay for help. I could have done a lot of things, but it's like, I know the part that I am good at, which is like pushing things forward, uh, being so like basically project managing my own project and doing game design. Mm-hmm. Um. I am very, very confident in those two things. Everything else, I'm going to outsource. You know. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm psyched about it. Um, so so what, go John, support
0: the Kickstarter. Where? How do they? How do they go support the Kickstarter?
1: I'll put a link in the show notes and then it'll be on my Twitter. It'll be anywhere where you can find me online, you better believe there's gonna be some shilling tomorrow morning. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and if you somehow can't find any of those places, you can also go to dot probably. Yeah, it's cat it's
1: slash colossi. Catacombian.com. Yeah. So C-A-T-A uh cat tech c O M B I A N dot com slash colossi C O L Oh S S I Well, I really struggled through that. If you uh, missed it, just go back and play it back. Yeah, exactly. It over- but it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh and you know, if you like it, uh support it. If you if you really want it to succeed, send a text to some people who like games, because that mm-hmm. like I can market and shill, you know, till I'm blue in the face. But and people getting a, a text message from somebody else or a tweet is like, you know, way more valuable so totally yeah it's been very fun I've been uh, working very hard on this for three and a half years yeah this is also uh, like other part of this that's cool is just like I don't know if I've talked about this on the show but like years ago uh, I guess this would have been like 2018 I decided I like got off of all my like social media stuff and was just sort of like I want to go develop some deep skills Mm-hmm. and like leave the internet for a while and i was like i want to become a product manager i want to do game design and i want to do jujitsu. and we're here five and a half years later and i'm still those three things are like your main most things. of my life yeah um and i am not i would not consider myself advanced or an expert mm-hmm. on any of them but uh i'm like confident at all three of them you know and it's it's like it's it's very exciting
0: things that you're like really getting good at you know yeah and in another five years
1: i probably will be good at them you know so uh it's cool to see some of the fruits of that coming to light um and that pivots into the second thing i was going to say a part of why i had a really fun weekend was that i have been thirsty to work on a fresh new game design problem because for like the last two years all i've been working on is refining these ideas that uh to turn into like final products and so i had this idea that i was really excited to build and then i was like you know what i'm gonna wait until verbs is ready for me to use for it and then i spent a lot of time this weekend using your event sourcing package verbs to build a new thing and it is so much cooler than i thought it was going to be um, and I yeah. love using it. Uh, just for reference, I—I ha- I mean, you obviously know this because we did it together. But for anyone who doesn't know, like, we built a big complex game using Spotsy's event sourcing package called Packing Order, and that I still have a lot of affection for that package because it's—it's it's like what where I learned how to write code, and we built something very cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but through that, you were like okay now i know what an event sourcing package should be and i have yeah. like very strong opinions about it and you went out there and built it with chris morell, and it is uh so good and so usable and like i had a great time using it it made i'm like very energized and excited to like get back to writing that game um and i'm psyched about it so i'm i it was just funny because like You and I have talked about it a lot in the abstract. You've talked about cool things that verbs does, Mm -hmm. but actually we haven't really like demoed that much stuff together. So like this past weekend was the first time that I really got in there.
0: Like figured out the API and stuff.
1: Yeah. And I was like, I kept on, I tweeted this, but it was like, I kept on coming back with questions of like, wait, uh, do I do this or this? And the answer was always like, no, no, no. It's like, it's simpler than you're making it. Actually, you have to write less code than you thought you did just do this in a way that feels very laravel and very organic um, and i was like oh wow like this is a this is i think the goal that you guys set forth at the beginning of it tell me if this is wrong but like it seems like there's a lot basically every programmer i talk to is like we've heard about event sourcing we think event sourcing is interesting but it's intimidating yeah and we don't exactly know what the use cases are We're familiar with the concept, but like, I've never, you know, we've never really used it.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: your goal was like for the Laravel world, demystify it and make it like show the promise of, of event sourcing for everybody. And like, it really does it. Like there's, there's so little that you have to do to get going. And then you just get to like reap the magic of it within Mm -hmm. like five minutes, which is, it's so cool.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah, dude. I'm really, really happy with it. And, like, honestly, you having that experience with it has, like, got me so amped about it. And Chris, too. Like, me and Chris have been on calls. And it's just great that, like, we handed it to you. And w- there's been, a, like, a little coaching because, like, we handed it to you with no docs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, hey, you gave it to me with no
1: docs. And I,
0: I, I was yeah, up and running, it right? Ha- so tell me how useful or not useful those examples directories have been.
1: Oh, very. Yeah, I I was copying stuff out of the examples directories.
0: Okay, yeah. because So we did this thing with verbs, which is so cool. Uh, first time we've done it, and I had like this hard vision that I was like, I want to have these examples directories. And then in e- inside of each examples directory, there's a source directory, the contents of which are basically just like a Laravel app directory. And then there's like a tests directory and a database directory and a routes directory and all the things that you would have in like a Laravel app, just like inside a little namespace, like uh, subscriptions or whatever. Um, And so we used modular, which is this package that Chris and I built when I worked at uh, InterNACHI that is like a package for building modules inside of Laravel. And we used modular to basically spin up each of these examples as like its own thing, and now we've got Workbench running, so you can actually like visit each of the examples in the browser. Also, oh, I which didn't is do that. That's insane, cool. yeah. So like, well, we don't really have any views for any of them because we didn't think we could do it, but uh, <laughs> but like, so these examples directories are basically like fully fledged Laravel apps, um, which is insane. Um, so anyway, it's very cool and like that's really fun. So anyway, that being said, like we were able to build out these like fully fleshed out domains that are like hey, here's like a bank example, here's a subscri- like SaaS subscription app example. Here's um this a game that Chris basically built out all of the business logic for a game called Wingspan and he's building out Monopoly right now just to like demo like you know, a use case of everything. And so it's super cool to be able to just like Oh, like I thought of a use case, let me like think a little bit harder about like what a real world implementation would look like and then just build Mm -hmm. it. And then like, now we have that, you know? And I think probably like in the couple days before we launch, we'll probably like pair back and like delete a couple examples and like, make it, make it really tight where it's just like three or four really good examples. But for now I'm very much in the, like, we all want to be using verbs and like writing verbs code so like just cranking examples out is like a really good way for all of us to be touching it yeah. so like chris is making the monopoly one i'm making an example for my talk that is like just going in the examples directory so anyway all of that stuff is super fun
1: that and really there's no better documentation than just than like, like real tested code real, that runs yeah that's like look look at the look at the tests it works you know yeah yeah um, that to me is always so much easier than a verbal description of how a feature works, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, And so the the docs, I was writing docs last night. And so like the docs are basically like introducing concepts. Right. But like, I don't like, I don't feel like the docs need to be as like, as much of like an API reference because uh, the, because the examples are so strong, you know? Like I think people who are really serious about learning verbs going to like browse through the examples and see yeah some stuff
1: i know i mean we don't need to get all the way into like the magic of event sourcing but uh it it just really like it re-dawned on me even though i like know how this stuff works and i've been working with it for a while mm-hmm. it just like it dawned on me again that like it's such a par- paradigm shift where in this game little game that i'm building uh I was thinking about like how data would be structured in the database. And I was like discussing it with Chris. And then like what we realized pretty quickly was like, actually, I don't even need to do any of that. Um, And like eventually, maybe if there's some table that I need to like be generating, I can reconsider that down the line. But like the, the sort of default behavior is like, it, th- is that things are like you're, all of these events are snapshotting, or all these states are snapshotting, and so like I'm able to maintain the state of uh, these various models in memory, and it's uh, not a very expensive, you know, database query to go figure out what's going on with them because you're snapshotting, you're looking at one thing in the database, and it was like in each response that I'm going to be sending to the front end is sort of like well, here's the state. It's right here. It's, and like, I didn't even have to write some weird query to go figure that out. It's just like, it's just right here. And like, how do I know what's going on in my state? It's like, well, right on the event, I'm just like writing what happens to the state. It couldn't be any more clear what's going on in the state. So it's like the clarity of code. And then the fact that like, in order to do this semi-complex thing that I'm doing right now, I don't even need to be like, directly interfacing with the database anymore is like this is a
0: weird way to write code it's like
1: it's pretty cool
0: yeah like i really take like i think there's lots of really hard technical reasons why event sourcing is good you know Mm -hmm. like one of the cool things about like a proper aggregate that has like validation and stuff right and by that like so we have like validate methods on our events that basically like determine whether or not that event can be fired right and so like if you're using those correctly, like, you can relatively easily make it so that it is impossible to get into an invalid state, right? Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, if you're just, like, updating columns in database tables when things happen, like, it's not really that hard to get to a point where, like, you have some state represented in your database that shouldn't be possible, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and, like, that's where a lot of bugs come from. And so uh, that that's an example of, like, those kind of, like, hard reasons why event sourcing is good. But, like, I also, now that, like, now that we've gotten rid of, like, 80% of the boilerplate of, like, event sourcing. Literally, um, like, almost all of it. Yeah, it's so little boilerplate. It rules. Uh, <laughs> now that we've gotten the boilerplate down so far, it's, like, so fun to just write. Like, I feel, yeah. like fast and free and quick and like i can like be creative and just crank things like yeah it feels really good um yeah as opposed to having to be like uh what file am i in a reactor or a projector right now yeah, or i like know what you know I was, <laughs> I was talking to chris i was like i was like
1: ooh where do i like register my like projector and aggregates like what's my like command line way to do that he's like well, your aggregate is literally just a class and it doesn't get registered anywhere and yeah. there's no projectors. You just put it right on the event. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So like all of the information that's relevant to this event is just on the event. Yes, uh, exactly. It's, like, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, um, it's good stuff, man. I'm really, I'm really happy with where it's at right now. I'm so happy that you're having like a relatively hiccup-free experience of it, you know? Yeah, it's like, been pretty chill. And I'm not, yeah,
1: And I'm not even smart. I imagine what will happen when someone
0: smart gets their hands on this. <laughs> They'll find all the problems, um no, but like honestly like yeah the the fact that like we made it like accessible enough for you to just kind of pick it up and start writing a game with just like makes me very joyous, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: and like uh well okay, so this could be an interesting topic too is uh I guess this is probably like maybe obvious. To you or obvious to some of our listeners, but I do think it's kind of interesting to talk about because I was talking to I was explaining this to Lindsay, you might have heard last night, when we were on, uh, there were voices in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay and her friend were over. Uh, and I, you know, I was like, I went on mute. And I was like, hey, this is like Daniel and Chris, and they made this really cool thing. And she was like, wow, that's so cool. That's like, really exciting. She's like, are they gonna, you know, like, are they gonna go sell it? I was yeah. like, well, so this is like an open source package, but like it's not unrelated to making money. Yeah, right. It like it there's no license for it obviously, but like we do hope that it's, you know, a lot of people use it uh and come to us with implementation questions or come to us for consulting or come to us to build it, you know, for us to build it for them, things like that. So it's it was interesting. And I was like curious if you wanted to talk about that at all, like how you kind of think about like, now we're going into this world of sort of like maintaining like a big, cool open source thing um, and like how that relates to the business.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm very much, and I, this is not my lesson, right? But this is a lesson I learned from people I respect, which is that like the way you make it in this corner of programming world is by doing just a lot of stuff for free yeah and uh giving and giving and giving to the community and then like when it comes time to extract some value you've built Mm -hmm. up enough goodwill to do that right yeah and so i learned that from adam and matt and uh taylor obviously and jeffrey and all these people who When I was first coming up in Laravel, we were like just out here. Like Twitter, Twitter used to be different than it is now (laughs) in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways. But like, there was an era where like all these guys were just like hot tip tweeting day in and day out, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, and like there's some, there's a new generation of hot tip tweeters now. But like, there was a golden era where like those guys were just hot tipping left and right. (laughs) And, um, And, like, I learned so, so, so much just, like, following those, like, five guys on Twitter, you know? Um, And listening to the – they used to all host the Laravel podcast together, the four of them. And, like, (laughs) it was, like, a wild time. But – and Adam, as he, like, sort of went off and became Adam, talked a lot about, like, his sort of pattern for doing stuff. And it's basically just, like, make stuff for free – goodwill and like good outcomes will come from that yeah and so like yeah obviously like we want to sell consulting to people who use verbs like that is like a really really obvious use case uh maybe one day we'll do some like sponsorware type of stuff where we want to get github sponsors for verbs you know generate a little revenue that way um you know who knows what the future holds with maybe we'll sell screencasts, maybe we'll do whatever. But like, um, in the meantime, it's like, well, I wanna be writing event sourced code. I wanna write it the good way. Yeah. I want to mainstream event sourcing inside of the Laravel community, yeah. because I really like it. And I think that like, it's something that's like, conspicuously not in the center, but if you, say loud enough that you're interested in event sourcing which i have you find out that everyone you know has a client with an event sourced app yeah you know so like you know like josh hanley who's working on a project with us right now he's got a client with an event sourced app like everyone's got a client with an event sourced app you know there's like enough of them out there but like there's not every
1: developer who i talk to about this says they're like oh yeah like i'm like event sourcing curious but like yeah right exactly i it's, haven't gotten my hands dirty yet
0: yeah yeah because it's cool it's weird and mm-hmm. cool and so like i i just like i think i want to be doing it and that means i want to build a little community of other people doing it yeah and, like the easiest way for me to be at the center of that community is to like build a good package for it you know yeah so I think in the immediate sense, it's like, I want to release this thing and like, hang out. Um, But we also want to sell it to people. We want to make money and we want to, you know, do all this stuff.
1: Yeah. It's, it's also so funny. It's like, it, it really is. uh, I think this is like a good thing is that it like, it puts us deeper into uh, this community, I think in some ways Mm -hmm. where it's like. I I, it's so funny to try to explain this because like even other programmers who don't use Laravel are like there's like they don't have a use for this thing like it's an incredibly useful thing that like lots of people can and should use uh but it's so funny to explain this to like like I there's there would be no for example there'd be like no point in me trying to like shill this on my LinkedIn feed you know right exactly well
0: maybe you might run into a Laravel developer but yeah who knows (laughs)
1: um but it's it's just so funny how like it's so specific. Um yeah. and I think specificity is really good. It's like we yeah. we're uh we both have like pretty specific uh skills. And yeah. so far that's turned out
0: well. There's, like, yeah, there's like a hundred thousand. I don't know if this is a real number, but like let's say there's like a hundred thousand Laravel developers in the world, right? And like there's like probably like five thousand that are kind of like or 10,000 maybe that are like kind of the core of the community, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's like 500 that are the like real active Twitter podcasts, like contributing back to Livewire and all these other sort of repos and making their own open source and, you know, doing all this stuff. That community is even smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, we're targeting like the exact fleshy middle of that thing, right? Yeah, Because I, I think like that from there, everything blooms. Yeah, for sure. Um, and those are going to be the people who get asked when some client is like, oh, do you know anything about event sourcing? They're going to be the ones who are like, oh, not really. But uh, my friends at Thunk made this package. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> You know. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, I jumped right into talking about the game
0: and talking about verbs. Uh, how are you? Oh dude. Well, I mean that's how I am. Like I I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm fully in Verbs land. I'm doing client work. I worked all weekend on verbs. Um I'm having a great time. We're going to Australia in a week. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh I've got a pair of jeans coming that I'm excited about. <laughs> uh I had a really good pair of the most expensive and best pair of jeans i've ever owned um and i've had them and i've worn them more days than i haven't for (laughs) five years like they're an every other day pair of pants for five Uh years and finally the knee kind of blew out a little bit on them and i was like ah damn it so i've been wearing them anyway but like not feeling great about it and i was like uh, Michael Dorinda sent us the weather when we were in Australia and it's going to be cold. Well, not cold, but like mm. rainy and like in the 60s,
1: you know? And I yeah. was like,
0: man, I really wish I had like a good pair of jeans for this. Yeah. And I was like, Insta ordered, emailed the guy, uh, the owner of the company. And I was like, look, man, I got to be in Australia in a week. Are these things going to be at my house in a week if I order right now? And he was like, yes. I was like, all right, great. <laughs> so I ordered the show. The rules. jeans are coming. I'm excited. That's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah,
1: Australia. That's going to be very, very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I started uh, hitting up their Twitter because I'm slowly creeping uh, to try to uh, convince some Lyricon to have me. Um, yeah, that's because that's my 2024 OKRs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got you've to get to a
0: con. Um,
1: And do we have a plan for while you're out of town yet? We yeah. don't really.
0: Do well, we... so we so on uh, BW, we have a week off built into the schedule. OK, so for... we just won't do anything for that. Week. Well not necessarily so we have a week off built into the schedule for thanksgiving was the original plan um gotcha. obviously josh doesn't do thanksgiving because they're ungrateful people in australia um <laughs> and they're, they're a bunch of convicts um and um i'm more than happy to have my thanksgiving break be australia mm-hmm. um that being said uh we can like do some hours while yeah. I'm out of town, and it, I'll know, be around Thanksgiving week hours. too. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think there I don't think there's anything wrong with like you and Jacob doing hours on it, and then so we just
1: kind of average out to like take a week to like collectively take a week off between before the end of Thanksgiving or before the end of November.
0: Yeah, yeah. basically, over those two weeks, we're gonna take off. Great, a week collectively. Okay, and that makes sense. However, that works out, it works out.
1: Okay, Um, that all sounds good. I saw an Instagram reel the other day that was like, they were like, how is it that every hostel in America has a table full of uh, Australians um, smoking cigarettes and talking shit about America? (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, that "That is true. Every hostel I've ever been to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's because of the Southeast Asia of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it's true yeah that's um, where all the
0: best hostels are i think
1: yeah i stayed in some uh pretty tiny beds and some uh hostels in southeast asia <laughs> some um, pretty
0: small beds and some pretty wet rooms
1: <laughs> yeah it was uh those were good times those were very good times yeah. um okay do we have i guess we save how for another time oh how am i well i'm good i have that like i said i've I'm very optimistic about this Kickstarter. I have a lot of like nervous uh, ego energy, you know, it's just, sure. um, and I feel good about it, though. I'm kind of like ready for it to be over. I'm also realizing, of course, after I launch contingent Upon It being successful,
0: now they're I then have to
1: like manufacture, you know, ship mail. Warehouse, like you've
0: got everything like lined up. It's just basically like writing checks and
1: yeah. Mostly, but yeah, people do like to joke in the in the like indie game world. It's like, okay, so you designed your perfect game. You know, you're now done with about twenty percent of the work. (laughs) Right. right, right. (laughs) Um. So that's all right. I think it's fine. It's like it's a fun. Are
0: famously the easiest though. Card games
1: are famously the easiest, cheapest to make. Um you know, I've got good people lined up. Everything is, everything is good. Uh, but it's more the nervous ego energy that sure. I have right now. Um, but yeah, things are good. Uh, going out of town this weekend. Uh, Lindsay, I always, I'm always talking about uh, the trees, how I, I love, I love the trees and I wish that I, I wish to be among the trees. Um, that's one of my greatest wishes and uh, <laughs> whatever I get a chance to be in the trees, I look up at the leaves and I point up and I'm like, You see that? You see that shit? Wild, right? Beautiful. Um uh I love the trees. And so for my birthday, uh my <laughs> my Lindsay forwarded me an email to an Airbnb upstate, and she was like, For your birthday, we are going to be among the trees. I was like, Ooh. Wow, incredible. That's great. So you that's what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah. Um amongst. I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think that's I think that's pretty much it. I feel I think I feel like a little bit under the gun with just like writing code and wanting to like deliver a lot of value on the product manager stuff. Um but yeah. I think it's going well. I don't feel like I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. Um My old boss Luke used to be like He was like, we want to feel a little bit of stress, (laughs) you know, he was always like, if we feel no pressure, I don't know that we're going to be doing a good job. Like we don't want to feel too much pressure, but like, I think it's good for us to all feel a little pressure. Uh, And I think that's where I am right now is like, I feel a little pressure, which is good.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I definitely feel pressure. Uh, You know, there's timing of everything, you know, but Honestly, like I can't overestimate how much of my stress like evaporated away when you like picked up verbs and just had a good experience with it. Yeah, I'm glad. Oh, okay, cool. So this thing is like fine. I mean, like it it, obviously there's like polishing and stuff to be done and there's docs to be written and there's all this other stuff, but like. I was like, if you picked it up and were just like, this thing's fucking unusable, <laughs> it, it, it would have been a real bad day. Well, so. it was really we had a
1: really funny day last week where you like you had installed it locally on my computer for me. It was like we're all we're getting all set up and like there was some just like a completely insane bug. And then after like looking at it for you know an hour and a half, we realized like
0: it just wasn't we just yeah. hadn't
1: installed it properly.
0: Yeah. Well, no. So here's what it was: we had only been writing, we had only been writing verbs code in our own examples directory, right? And so, like, we hadn't actually like gone and installed it in a separate repo yet, um, and it just didn't work. And I was like, "What is wrong?" And so we were doing this crazy deep dive for the nerds out there. We were doing this crazy deep dive, and all these uh, things that are singletons were coming back, and they had the same SPL ID, but their state was getting like wiped. And it turns out we just weren't publishing a service provider. And so these things weren't getting marked as singletons, so they were just separate objects, and that's why. And it was it funny because Josh
1: Josh Hanley was with us, and he made this funny point, which was like, because at the end of it, we were all laughing and we were like, oh, and then we ran into another problem. We are like, there's some sort of problem with the database that we realized like we just hadn't run the migrations. Yeah. Uh, and we we're at the end of it, we all started laughing. We're like, all right, what did we learn? What did we learn? And Josh was like, <laughs> he was like, one thing we learned is that having people who know way too much about Laravel like made us go look in the like deepest, darkest corners before looking at the most obvious stuff. Yeah, dude, just Josh like,
0: and I Josh and I were like, There's a bug in Laravel's container. That's the only explanation. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it, we we're like, okay, so what we learned is uh
1: you want to do a composer install and then you want to make sure you run your migrations. <laughs>
0: Good to have, good to have someone around who's sort of just seeing the seeing the forest for the trees. Someone who wants to be amongst the trees, <laughs> yeah, amongst the trees.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the trees are very special. You feel this way?
0: Yeah. No, I've done drugs. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we all. I just
1: say like, here. you look at a tree. You look at i tr- I'm looking at a tree right now. Like, you're telling me that that thing has no spiritual meaning. Deciduous or what?
0: Yeah, hard to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, the tree certainly has spiritual meaning, John. It's the root network. Yeah. You, you, you wanna, they're wise. You really...
1: They've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. Sure. They, provide, they can provide shelter. Yeah.
0: You can also come um, down and build shelter out of them. They're a great and metaphor for back.
1: all sorts of different things. You mm-hmm. can be a metaphor for virtually anything you want.
0: Yeah. If you're like working on a metaphor, just look to the trees. Start you know. with a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all honestly, right. like the the first programming problem in every interview is a binary tree search. See? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's also, isn't
1: that all these trees for uh, um, parallel processing, right? Isn't that a, yep. they, yeah.
0: It's all trees. Yeah.
1: I remember somebody explaining that to me They're like, there's two models There's like the, the
0: circle and the tree And you know,
1: yeah. I don't know, I can't remember what the circle is I gotta go to my next meeting
0: uh, But this has been a pleasure This has been a joy, John Let me just click the button And it'll make the, the, the music Beautiful You actually made the music My uh, QuickTime
1: somehow only recorded two seconds And it's not real So hopefully this worked Yeah, probably all right, I will see you soon. Right,
0: we'll be soon.